What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Painting Pod. My name is Mike. And I'm Laurencia. And we're so glad you came. This is actually part two of an episode on are you ready to date? What are some questions that you should ask yourself before you start dating? So if you haven't seen the first one, you can go back and watch that one. I think that one has some good questions in there, right? Yes, for sure. Um, like, am I content? That's mm. the only the only teaser we're gonna drop. You're gonna have to go back and what watch does it, it mean for more. To be content? What does that even mean? Go, go back, back and, and check it out. Check it out. With this, we wanna answer just a few more questions that we couldn't fit into the first episode because uh, I mean we're talking about dating, but if you're not really ready to date, nothing else in the future that we talk about will be relevant. So like this is really important thing yeah. to figure out whether or not you're ready to date before you can actually like date well, yeah, right? Uh, you can't date well if you're in a relationship you're not yeah. ready for. Okay. Yeah. And again, we just want to, for those out there listening, uh, to support you and help be uh, hopefully a encouraging voice in your dating journey. Yeah. Because I know for us, as we were trying to figure out dating, and even while we were dating, we had mentors in our life, community in our life that really helped us, that could uh, guide us, that could mm -hmm. share some of their experiences. But we know not everyone has that. Yeah. And so uh, maybe we can be that for you. Yeah. But also, we really encourage you, try to find that. You know, like, yeah. there are people around you that would be a great mentor, that would be a great friend. Yeah. It just might take a little bit of a risk to, like, get to know them, mm -hmm. and to ask them, hey, can you mentor me? Even if it's like a grown-up, you know, okay. a grown-up. Grown <laughs> <laughs> We're grown-ups. I meant that's to say a, someone that's, that's like older. Someone out. that's like much <laughs> older than you, right? Like uh, maybe for some people that's really uncomfortable, right? To ask, oh, you know, I'm 20 years old. To ask someone that's like 40, I, can you help me? I struggle with that. Can you mentor me, right? Yeah. Could you help me ask them questions about relationships? Yeah. But I mean, there's people have a lot they could teach you and yes. help you. So hopefully we can help you, but also like realize people that you can meet with face to face are really and actually yeah. know are really yeah. helpful as well. So. And surround yourself with people with healthy relationships. Yeah. YouTube will not replace that. No. Yeah. I remember. We'll watch all the videos. <laughs> I mean, I love my family, but I mean, I didn't have, a, I didn't have a lot of great examples of yeah. marriage in my life. I had, there's a couple. And I'm so thankful for those. But it wasn't really until college when I saw people just living out healthy marriages, healthy dating relationships, yeah. and um, just learning from that, learning from their wisdom, from their dating times. And, man, really blessed me. So hopefully we can, yeah, fill in some, some of those gaps. Fill in some of the gaps. Yeah. yeah. So the first question we want to talk about it's not really so much a question. It is. Like, yeah. what are your negotiables yeah. and what are your non-negotiables? What does that mean? What does that what even is, mean? What does that mean? So, negotiables, right? It's the things that you kind of hold with an open hand. Like, you would like to have that in a person you date, like, and potentially like a future spouse. Um, more on that later. But, like, you would like it. But it's like a preference. It's not a deal breaker. Uh, and then non-negotiable would be like closed fist. Don't don't compromise on that. Yeah. 
right? These things are really important to you that are based on maybe your values, your priorities in your life. And um, mm-hmm. so don't like release that just because someone's really good looking or you really like them. It's yeah. like, oh, maybe it's not as important as I used as I thought it was. Yeah. What is a non-negotiable things that you will not compromise on? And what are the negotiables? Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe you can, what are some like examples of some of those things, whether yours or just general ones? The first thing that I think of is kind of silly. It's a funny little thing is when Michael, so my, like at that time, my non-negotiables were you know, someone who's following Jesus, someone who is passionate about God, and as I matured in my faith, like, I realized I really valued Scripture and, like, abiding time. So someone who would share that passion of spending time with the Lord um, and also someone who was willing to uh, live overseas and serve the Lord overseas. Um, well, that wasn't really a thing at the very beginning, though, yeah? Before dating? Just you figured that while we were dating. No, I think it was before. Oh, yeah? Uh, it was like a, it was, a, yeah. That was, that was later down the road. That was not when yeah. we first started dating. I but think sometimes those, these things, like a non-negotiable, could come up in can. the middle of a relationship. Yes. If God it did. speaks something to you or maybe you, like, discover something new about yourself yeah. or about, like, what you desire for your life. And so suddenly you might have a non-negotiable that your partner doesn't, fit into yeah even if you're in a serious relationship serious you might even be close to marriage but something changes in your Mm -hmm. life are you going to compromise on it yeah or are you going to make the hard decision and break up yeah yeah but uh yeah yeah (laughs) wow i didn't know we were going to take that That that's so true but okay back to what i was going to say though is so so michael asked me to um to go out with him and all of these non-negotiables like he fit like he he people in the community said he's an awesome guy like he attended like a weekly prayer meeting like he was invested in the community he was invested in the lord and so yeah i'm like yeah this guy's awesome but the the negotiable for me, it's his appearance. Like, I mean, I want him to... He looked great. Michael was a very attractive guy. It was one of the first things I noticed about him. But his hair, like I... He had long hair that did not... Yeah. But not like super... It was just like... Yeah. You know, maybe here. Really but stuffy, really. sometimes you didn't wash it. And... Well, the problem actually is not wash... It's not that I didn't wash it. It's that I would wash it without soap. It's like not washing your hair is not as bad as like getting it wet but not using soap because then it gets greasy after you do that. Okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, my hair's really curly, right? So I don't. Oh, well, I don't have you curly can go hair, a so. long time without washing your hair and it not getting greasy. That's it. not necessary. But you see, if you if okay. you were to take a <laughs> anyway. What's, what's, Let's bring it back. I, I think Let's that bring I was it learning back. as I grew my hair out as a guy. Yeah. I don't hold it against you, but the point of my story is I there was this this negotiable was, you know, a haircut. Like that is a perfect example of a negotiable. Like you, 
I mean, she she talked to my roommate and told him to tell me to cut my hair down. So she was working. She was working behind the scene. Oh my gosh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> oh man, was, this is bringing a lot back. It's up. negotiable, but she yeah. was trying to okay negotiate I totally behind the that. scenes to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so the so Michael like he so I had these ne- these non-negotiables, but the negotiable was you know a haircut. A haircut yeah. is a perfect example of a negotiable. You you should not say no to somebody because of a haircut. I, I say that with confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think attraction is important in a yes. relationship, right? Yeah. So like, if you are just like are not attracted to them at all. Then yeah, you know that's that's definitely a problem. Now there's a level you know you cannot expect that you can only date supermodels or something like that. Like you can be attracted to. You someone can't be as lucky as Michael. Even if. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean you can be attracted to people even because it really it comes down to right attractions more than appearance, right? Yeah. So I can even think of people that everyone else thinks attractive, right? But you don't because for whatever reason. Yeah. Or maybe you used to think they were attractive until yeah. you learned something about them and they're not attractive anymore. Or yeah. maybe the other way around. Um, and so, like, attraction is important, but definitely not a non... I guess in a way it's a non-negotiable. You shouldn't probably enter a relationship that you're just not attracted to at all. But uh, I think you have to have just, like... Your heart has to be in the right place, yeah. right? To not be seeking... You know, attractiveness above all else. Yeah. I think... I don't know if we'll talk about this in another show, but appearance, like a, like attractiveness, like general attractiveness, should probably be one of the lower priorities in your in your values or negotiables or non-negotiables. Like there's, I feel like there's a level of like good enough. Yeah. In terms of like appearance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, of course, it's being attracted is probably what you got you interested in yeah. at first. And so, but I but think, sometimes you're friends. You might be best friends yeah. with somebody and you that never thought of them yeah. as a potential really girlfriend right. or boyfriend and you're never really attracted to them. Yeah. But if you were to just open your mind, open your heart a little bit, to like say, yeah. hey, this person's awesome. Yeah. Could this be a, more than just friends? Yeah. Even though you might have been friends for years. I know several people that, have, that are like that. Although usually one of the people like the other one yeah. the whole time. And they're just waiting for the so other person sweet. to come around, right? I they're love that. Waiting. But uh. <laughs> but I mean it's super scriptural too though. If you think about your like when we think about dating relationships and we think about negotiables and non-negotiables, the reason why I said appearance should be really low on it is because this is someone you're gonna be spending the rest of your life with. It's scriptural, right? Like, um, what is it? Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But what's the second part of it that's more important? So what's going to last is their heart and um, who they are. You know, we change and we grow, but their values, their yeah. love of the Lord, their their way they treat their family, the way they, they carry themselves, um, their yeah. disciplines, their rituals. Those are the things that are really going to have a big impact on your life if you do get married. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think the person you marry is not the person that you're going to be married to. You know, like, 
You're not marrying the person for who they are, really. You're marrying the person for who they will become. And so I think that's where negotiable is really important because, like, who is this person going to become in 20 years? They're going to be completely different. We've been married for six years, and uh, I think I'm very different than I was when we got married. And so you could imagine how disappointing that would be if, uh, if we were not heading in the right, in the same direction. Like we are constantly changing and evolving, and hopefully becoming better. Yeah. And that's okay. It's a good thing. But only if you're moving in the same direction. If you're not moving in the same direction as you change and as you evolve, you're going to go further and further apart. Your values are going to you know, go further apart from each other. Yeah. And so that's where these non-negotiables are really important. Because right now when you're dating, it's not a big deal. Maybe yeah. you are pretty close in your values. Yeah. But if you're headed in different directions yeah. in a few years and over a lifetime, certainly, you're going to be married to someone that maybe has completely different values, completely mm -hmm. different priorities than you do. Yeah. And uh, maybe they used to be attractive and you had fun together, but, mm -hmm. you know, those memories of having fun together are not going to sustain a marriage uh, over the Here's many class. years or a family, even if yeah. you have kids, which makes everything even more complicated yeah. if you don't have the same values and yeah. not head in the right same direction with yeah. each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that these non-negotiables are really important. So like for me, right, it's also comes through faith. You know, God's the most important thing in my life. So I want Jesus to be the most important thing in a potential spouse's life, too. Yeah. Because that's going to be the thing that shapes me more than anything else. It's going to shape my marriage. It's going to yeah. shape my family. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't always have to be, like, a religious thing. Like, she was talking about, like, be willing to move overseas. Maybe yeah. if you feel like that is something that's in store for you. Or even, like, kids, right? Yeah. If, if you don't want to have kids, but they do... Or like you, or you really want to have kids, but someone else doesn't. You don't want to like compromise on that because that's yeah. going to go bitterness. Like, so if you know right away, like they're like completely closed off, don't have kids. That's a non-negotiable. It should be mm -hmm. because even if you got married, even if you love them, that's potential for bitterness down the road. Like you won't let me have kids. Yeah. I always wanted to be a dad or a mom. Yeah. Um, and so like I think it comes to your faith is like a really big one. Um, but there are other things in there that are, they can be non-negotiables as well. Yeah. I'm thinking like, um, your potential relationships with your family. Like, do you want, a non-negotiable could be like, you want to live close to family yeah. or like where you live, career things. So are you willing to, yeah, like... If you're in the armed forces, are you willing to move around? You know, are you yeah. willing to, you know, and then to thinking it down the road, when you do have kids, are you willing, like, will both parents work? Like, you know, if you're like, I'm never going to be a stay-at-home mom and someone has, a, or I'm never going to be a stay-at-home dad and someone has a dream of, like, you know, pursuing a career. Like, those are big, important life things that if it is super important to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. Like I said, some of these you will certainly have an answer to before you date. Yeah. But it's also okay to you figuring yourself out, especially yeah. if you're dating when you're in college or you're young. Yeah. You might be figuring some of these things out while you're in a relationship. Mm 
And like, I think it's okay, but I think it, that's where it really requires some of the stuff we talked about before, being content and like being mature enough to know like, is this something that's worth moving forward with? Yeah. Um, so that if you do discover some things, non-negotiables in your life, and they don't really align with the person that we just yeah. talked about earlier, are you mature enough to kind of break up? Not because you don't like them, not because there's any problems, but like, hey, our futures and our just don't really match. Yeah. And it like leaves both people kind of brokenhearted yeah. for a little while, but it's for the best. Yeah. For both people, right? Because you don't want to be in a relationship that forces you to compromise on something that's really important to you. Yeah. Um, that's just not a healthy thing. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I am thinking about to, there are, I feel like, exceptions where maybe you have a non-negotiable, but, you know, everything else lines up and you're, will, like, in faith, like, willing to sacrifice something to serve the other person. Um, like, I'm thinking, like, in, like, a career thing or something. Um, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm just thinking of really a... non-negotiable. Yeah. Thing, well, I mean, I feel like where your heart changes. Yeah. You know? Like, as you grow and develop. That's you're, true. Like, the, some of those non-negotiables can change. Yeah. Certainly some people have too many non-negotiables at yeah. the beginning. Like, this should... Yeah, your non-negotiables should probably be, like, one hand. Yeah, just a few... Yeah. few things. Yeah. Um... If you have a lot of non-negotiables, well, that's a, a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, like sign that you're not ready for a relationship. Yeah. That you need to figure out yourself more, yeah. and uh, maybe even like yeah, become more realistic. That they're not just the other person's not just going to mold their lives around you, but yeah. you're going to form a life together, mm-hmm. and that uh, you can't have. Too many, uh, too many boundaries, too many non-negotiables. Uh, but another one that does come to mind that I remember our pastor saying, personality types can sometimes play into this, right? So like if, if you are super hot-headed, like short-tempered, now hopefully you're also maturing and like getting a rein on that. <clears throat> but like maybe it would be best not to date somebody and, or eventually marry somebody that's also really short-tempered. Yeah. You might have a lot of fights. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe it'd be better to find somebody that's more patient, more gentle. Quiet. Uh, that's not going to be as <laughs> yeah. reactive. Yeah. Again, this is more like your, your instinct. Like, hopefully, yeah. if you, there's not an excuse. You can't just say, you know, I have a short temper. Like, this is who I am. And you, hopefully, you're trying to rein that in, right? Yeah. And that it, you're not just always yelling at people. But even if you've got a control on it, it can still mm-hmm. be helpful not to marry someone else that's like that. Yeah, because when and there's you're... there's some other personality types that clash yeah. as well. Yeah. Because when you're married, everything comes up. Yeah, yeah. Everything comes to the top. I think that's why they say in that area, opposite attracts, right? I think that's probably where that saying comes from. Yeah. Because it, it just, you fit like a puzzle God's piece. God's grace on humanity. Right, or like... These people. And so... Or like a, another pastor who always jokes about, he likes to spend money, but his wife likes to save money. So like, if you both like to spend, you'll be poor. If you both like to save, you'll be bored. And so it's good to have balance there. <laughs> like, one person's good at saving, one person's better at like 
spending, you know, wisely, but like not afraid to spend money, to have fun, to enjoy yeah. life, to bless others. Yeah. So, you know, the opposites do fit together sometimes. And it doesn't always have to be a non-negotiable. I mean, you know yourself, you know what would potentially be a conflict yeah. in the future. If you if they are really similar to you, it doesn't mean you can't date them. Yeah. But um just mean you have to be aware yeah. of that for sure. Yeah. What about negotiables? Like, what are some of those examples of negotiables? We talked a lot about non-negotiables, yeah. which is the meat of it, but maybe to bring some clarity to... Yeah, I mean, I think negotiables, negotiables yeah, it's just a lot more, like, a lot more free, you know? You just mm-hmm. talked about, like, certain appearance things or, like, maybe their hobbies and things like that. So, like, you can have preferences yeah, right preferences maybe i want them to like to hike so we can hike together or something like that but like if they don't like to hike are you gonna just ignore them you know, yeah. like these are like preferences things that would maybe be fun things to do together to have some more hobbies yeah. but uh you know the beautiful thing about relationships is usually you can uh as you get to know each other there are going to be things you can do together yeah even if you're not the exact same hobbies, the exact mm-hmm. same interests. Yeah. But I think that's usually what make negotiables. It kind of comes yeah. down to what you like to do for fun. Fun. Some appearance things, maybe. Yeah. Hobbies. That's uh, true. Yeah. Maybe where you would like to live. Yeah. But, like, it shouldn't be a deal breaker if necessarily. Right. Um, if it all depends on exact circumstances. But, yeah, where you would like to live, what kind of job you would like mm-hmm. to do, or things like that can be negotiable yeah. well not you don't even have always have control of that stuff mm-hmm. and so yeah um, what about, jobs will take you places you would never expect yeah. sometimes like indonesia okay. <laughs> it's different well what about religion is religion unnegotiable yeah so we, we just we both talked about how non-negotiable for us was that they love jesus that they're not not just like a christian but also pursuing like pursuing God, yeah. trying to grow. And uh, so it begs the question, can you marry somebody from a different religion? Should you date somebody from a different religion? And I would say with the non-negotiable thing in mind, with the ideas that like values are so important that your values overlap. And so I would say just from a practical standpoint, that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to date or eventually marry someone from a different religion, assuming that you you care about your own religion to begin with. Like, if you don't really have a faith, if you don't really believe much in God, or he doesn't really have much of an impact on your decisions, then you marry someone from a different religion. Like, you're kind of just doing your own thing anyways. But, like, if you really care about your faith and you want to grow... It doesn't make sense that you would get in a relationship with someone that's not going to help you do that. Yeah. That has different beliefs that you're never going to be able to pray together. You're never going to be able to relate and worship together. Or later, if you have kids, like yeah. that's tough on yeah. on the kids and on the couple. On the couple. So yeah. I think what's most important to me, I want to be most important in my partner. Yeah. Even outside, of it, even if you don't believe in God at all, like. Your most important value, it doesn't make sense to marry someone or date somebody that doesn't agree with that value, yeah. if it's actually really important to you. Yeah. Um, 
or sometimes even maybe try to make you compromise on that value, yeah. which is a lot of times what will happen. Yeah. What about, so I've had a lot of, you know, I feel like a lot of people ask the question, you know, oh, there's, you know, I'm really on fire for God. I am so passionate about Jesus, um, but I like this guy who, you know, he's he grew up in a religious family, but he doesn't really practice or whatever. Um, so what would you say to somebody who's, like, they want to seek God, but they like someone who doesn't, and they're like, I want to help bring yeah. that person. So are you same religion or different? That is like Either to way. Them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, even when I first was in university, my mentor, I was meeting with him, and I was, he asked about this girl that I liked, and um, I told her a little bit about him, and he was like, be careful. Because in that part of my life, so growing up, I wasn't really seeking the Lord. I would say I had faith in Jesus, but I followed what I knew, but I didn't desire to know more. And then, But this is the time I really started growing as I was in a small group, as I started reading the Bible. And he told me, be careful, because this girl, she was a Christian, but she didn't really, her faith really didn't like motivate her decisions. It mm-hmm. wasn't the primary motivator of how she lived her life. It wasn't yeah. the lens that she viewed the world through. And so he was like, be careful. And I was actually quite offended by that. Like at first, like, whoa, you know, like she believes in Jesus too. Like what's the problem here? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, later on, I obviously, I came around to really understand what he was saying because I was, I was growing I think getting into a relationship with someone that's not growing, it's not trying to grow, would have stifled my growth, mm-hmm. you know? And even if you're surrounded with good friends, I think it's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. that that's probably, You're more likely to stop pursuing God than they are to start. But even if they do, like sometimes you have this, like, I will kind of disciple them or like mentor them. I will help them grow. I will take them to church with me. I will... You know, get them plugged into a small group. Mm-hmm. But it's, it just creates this weird, like, they're like almost like a project. They're your disciple instead of your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Yeah. It's, you're, now, you're no longer kind of like equals getting to know each other. You are, again, we kind of talked about this in a different way on the last one, but it's like somehow you are like their superior in a way. Like you are their teacher, you are their leader, yeah. instead of just being their partner. So it's a little bit, oh, even disingenuine, kind of like, I will change you so that I can date you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just weird. But I think, I think too, like when your mentor said to be careful, you know, it's, you think about, oh, I'm going to have such a big influence on this person's life. Like I'm going to influence them towards things of God. But usually, yeah, what happens is you kind of lose your fire and your spark and you end up settling and compromising in ways that you never thought you would before. Yeah. And I think it too, I don't know if we've talked about this, but maybe like this kind of goes back to the non-negotiables. Like you want to date somebody with the same spiritual temperature, like the same, the same 
Like, if you're Just growing, God, yeah. yeah, like, if you're running towards God, I think someone said this picture before, like, you're running towards God with all you have, and you're wondering who to date, like, look beside you. Yeah. Yeah, don't turn around and look way behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Just look, look to the right or to the left. Yeah. I'll wait for them. They're Who's right there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally true. And uh, I mean, we're kind of talking even this, like, all practically. But, I mean, it, as a follower of Jesus, Scripture is also, like, explicit on, like, you should not marry somebody that from a different faith because it's not compatible. You become one with that person, mm-hmm. and it's just not compatible for that. And so there is, from a Christian point of view, like, yes, God advises, like, that is not a good thing to do. Yeah. But I think even... Even practically, like I said, it doesn't make sense to to marry someone with different values. Like you're, it's like we said earlier, you're going to be heading in different directions, and in 20 years, it's going to be tough to have a good marriage. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure there are examples where it has worked out. Not every person that's married right. someone with different religion has had a terrible marriage. Right. Just like how every you know good person yeah. is not necessarily a Christian. But, but, I mean, even... something good to keep in mind. There's, like, facts that back this up. Like, yeah, the class we took at UVA, Sociology of the Family, marriages that have different faiths, you know, the husband and the wife have different faiths, they don't end well. Yeah, they're not. There's already a high divorce rate in America, and those are even higher. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> laugh about it. It's not funny. No, but, not um, funny. But yeah, like to, to be really wise about that, to not be yeah. led astray by your feelings, to not yeah. compromise on things, um, but just because you really like somebody or they're really awesome and you have fun together. Um, that's why non-negotiables are so important. Knowing your values are so important. Like, where are you heading? What is important to you? Um, if you don't know the answers to those questions, you're also not ready to date. Because yeah, it's in, you gotta, you're not going to know yourself perfectly. We're always growing. Like I said, I'm a lot different than I was when we got married. And certainly then we started dating. But my values haven't really changed. It's more of yeah. certain things. Yeah. And so hopefully over the lifetime, your values stay the same. If anything, get, they get stronger. Yeah, stronger. Or more conviction. Or... Yeah, you might even stop compromising on things that you used to compromise on that you shouldn't yeah. have been. Um, but yeah, the values don't really change, but you as a person will change. And yeah. so it's okay if you're figuring some of this out yeah. as you go, that you don't have to have all the answers forever. Yeah. Um, but the important ones, the big ones, if you have real questions or concerns about them in your life or someone you're interested in, just run away. You know? <laughs> run away before you get into it, before you really get connected to them. Then it's going to be really hard on both of you. If you get into a relationship and a year or two later, like you realize you got to break up with them for something that you knew the entire time. But you thought it wasn't going to be a big deal, but then you realize it is a big deal. And now you love the person, you're maybe even close to marriage, and it it is a lot of hurt, a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah, just not good. And minus you just like two years of your life, you know, you were with this person. you could have been investing that in your friendships or maybe even yeah. another person that was yeah. more compatible. And so, it's tough. So don't get, you know, yeah. 
don't get into relationships that you don't need to be in. Yeah. Uh, figure out your, yourself, your priorities first. It's kind of like, what's your goal? What is your goal for dating? Yeah. Uh, because I think a lot of, in the world today, people have, in the past, the goal for dating, or maybe there wasn't even dating yet, right? Courting and the other things. It was very clear what the goal is. Like, there is no confusion. There's one purpose. It's marriage. But now there's a lot of different goals, opinions about dating, like maybe more free, a lot of different, yeah, just objectives and purposes for it. So like, what would you kind of say about that? Um, I would say as a follower of Jesus, as someone who is wanting to follow after God and be on their trajectory of growth and maturity, and just more of Jesus and less of me, I would say, like, the goal is marriage because marriage is such a sanctifying thing. Um, so the goal of dating is marriage. And if not that you date the first person you date, you're signing them up to get married, but it's it's your selection process, uh, the, the journey, the process of finding a potential spouse. And so if dating is something other than that to you, like if you are a follower of Jesus, then... I would say even if you're not a follower of Jesus, the goal should be marriage. Yes. If you're looking for healthy relationships. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the standard's different. Yeah. But, I mean, I think people are not different now. So, Mm -hmm. like, if if you have alternative goals other than marriage, it's probably going to lead to unhealthy stuff, a lot of hurt. Um, even if you do get married one day, you know. Yeah. Also, lots of facts, lots of statistics of about this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I can just say with conviction, you know, as like confidently someone who's following Jesus, like marriage should be your goal. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people yeah. would say maybe dating is to become a better person, to help oh, you learn yeah. about yourself, or mm. to. Or maybe dating it, well, yeah, just for fun. Like, it doesn't have to. So the one spectrum, like, dating is just, like, for physical relationship. Like, you date somebody, right? A lot of people don't even date somebody for that, but for the sexual part. But I think there's a lot of people that still think that should be for marriage. Mm -hmm. But they still date with alternative reasons outside of marriage. They had to get just for fun or not not sexual fun. Emotional fulfillment. Fulfillment. Yeah, or get to know more about yourself, yeah. to become a better person. To grow. To grow. It can help yeah. you grow. It can help you become more confident, or some people say. <laughs> I mean, these are like things that people might yeah. might believe or say. Because um, a lot of people, maybe they're not ready for marry, getting married. Or they're not even thinking about getting married for a long time. But they still date people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Why? And maybe that's why you also have some people dating for a really long time, being engaged for a really long time as well. Because it's like, you want the relationship, but you don't want to get married. And so, which also leads you into, at least, yeah, from the Christian perspective, from a biblical perspective, that opening yourself up to temptation. Even as us with God at the center, I can't imagine if you're dating for years and years and years, like the temptation to become more and more physical is there, even with the best motives, with the best heart. Like, yeah, the flesh is weak sometimes. 
And so I don't introduce temptation into your life if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, if there's no goal, if there's no real objective other than having fun. Because even with the best motives, you know, you might lead you to down some hurt, a path that leads to heartbreak, leads to yeah. hurt. And uh, yeah, just not, yeah. not a good place to be. Regardless of your viewpoint on God yeah. or your viewpoint on sin and things yeah. like that, it's just not like what you really need is a friend, yeah. not a girlfriend. That's how if I was thinking. Is if if there's any other, if you have any other goals, they can be found in other ways. You know, if you want to grow, read a book. Yeah, find a brother that yeah. will challenge you and encourage you. Don't yeah. you don't need a girlfriend. If you want to have fun, it's going to encourage you. Get yeah. a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> like. Uh, Relationships are hard, right? And they take yeah. a lot of time. Invest that time into other things. Yeah. If you're not ready to get married, that yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I think getting having fun or learning is not really a good reason yeah. to date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Oh, I, I do have one other thing I want to add to that. Okay. So while you're dating ready. someone, or even before you're dating someone, um, I think something that's really helpful is that you can continually be asking yourself this question. Can I see myself marrying oh, yeah. that person? And so this kind of wraps up everything we talked to. It's like a simple yes or no question. Um, or maybe not yes or no. No or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or, and you could. Until. And so the idea is that can I, could I see myself marrying that person? Your answer doesn't have to be yes. And it shouldn't be yes, you know, if you just met them. If you're not even dating them yet, like, you can't answer yes to that question because you don't know them enough. Or even if you've been dating for a little bit of time, your answer can't really be yes. But usually it is really clear when your answer is no, right? Like when we talked about non-negotiables in the last episode, we talked about some things and we talked about our goals and where we're heading. If you ask yourself, even before you're dating, could I see myself marrying that person? If your answer is no, well, don't even think about starting a relationship with that person because there is no future there. It's just going to take your time and ultimately probably going to lead to some kind of hurt, either in your life or maybe you're going to hurt them. Or even while you're dating someone, though, to be asking yourself that question fairly often. Could I see myself marrying this person? Well, answer maybe. I still, I don't really know. But if your answer is no, it's probably time to end that relationship. And so I would do that all the time when I was dating Laurencia. Um, especially about some of these things. It's like, she already mentioned like moving overseas. Like, is that something that she would be doing? And if the answer was like, no, I feel like that would be a sign that God had cut it off. Because our futures are not, we're not headed in the same direction. Uh, our futures don't really overlap. And so it's usually better to get out early than late. Yeah. So the longer you stay in a relationship, the harder it's going to be to end it. Yeah. The more likely you're going to compromise yeah. and not end it just out of fear or whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so ask yourself that question. Could I see myself marrying that person? If the answer is no, stay away or you got to yeah. break up. If the answer is maybe... Keep pursuing it yeah. until the answer is yes or no. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then be brave enough and be, have the courage to do whatever it takes when you get the answer. Mm -hmm. Either to, yeah. if your guy asks them to marry you or to break up. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But I think that's a big thing to have the courage yeah. to to act on on that. Awesome. So that's all we have for you guys this time around with our part two. Yeah, part um, two. Am I ready to date? Am I ready to date? Questions you should ask yourself. And so uh, we'll be filming some more of these soon. We'll be putting out some more of the Pant and Pod. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, the next one will be about boundaries. Ooh. Time boundaries, emotional boundaries, physical boundaries within a relationship. I love it. And so uh, it's a hot topic for a lot of people. How far is too far? And we'll leave you with that. Until next time. Until next time.